This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 26-inch. On this episode, I surprise Dave with a special guest from his past, and he doesn't know who it's going to be! It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave, we have a really special guest this week. I know who it is, but you do not. No, I do not know who it is, and it's killing me. For over a week, you've been teasing me that we have a special guest lined up for this episode, and you refuse to tell me who it is or anything more about it, despite my obnoxious bugging of you. You won't budge. You won't tell me a thing. Yes, I was put in touch with this person from UH Jeff. It is someone who is very much Al-related, someone very much that you know from your past, and you are going to be surprised. Ah, Ethan, you're killing me. I can't take any more. Can we just go into this interview? Very excited to introduce a mystery guest. So, Dave, you don't know who we're going to be talking to. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I wanted to keep this a surprise to you. We are going to be talking to the guy who wrote Al's Behind the Music. Please welcome Russ McGarry. How's it going, Russ? Um, it's going well. Um, I'm excited to have this discussion and talk about Al a little bit. Dave, so are you familiar with Behind the Music? I am familiar with Behind the Music very much. And of course, Al's episode was written by our special guest, Russ McGarry. Hey, Russ. <laughs> Hi. Do you recognize Russ's name, Dave? I do actually recognize Russ's name. Really? So little, yes, your little experiment. I don't know if it really is really working as you planned. But yes, I do recognize you, Russ. <laughs> How do you recognize him, Dave? Because <laughs> I, I believe I let Russ in my house several years later, and Russ mm-hmm. set up a little studio in my house and interviewed me about my tattoos wow dave look at your memory <laughs> nice that's really sharp <laughs> so yes in addition to writing behind the music russ wrote and produced the set in skin documentary on vh1 that featured you and weird al so i thought it would be a nice little surprise i i shouldn't be surprised i guess because <laughs> if anyone is gonna know the guy who wrote al's behind the music and produced set in skin it is dave elvis rossi so <laughs> Yeah, hey, Russ. <laughs> Good to hear your voice. It's been, what, it was 2003, so it's been about 16 years? Of- yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember sitting in your living room and setting up the interview with my friend Michael, who you probably remember, right? Like, uh, there are two of us. And then uh, sitting on your living room floor and just you know, having all this conversation. Then we toured your collection and all that stuff, which is super cool. And then it's like, well, this is someone who's really loves Al and what, what my, one of my favorite things that, you know, behind the curtain type of stuff for you, Dave, because you know, you were in front of the curtain, you know, for that entire thing was um, when we came up with the idea to fly you to LA and do the whole prank basically with Al. Right. And you. So that wasn't part of the original. Oh no, no. Tell me how that came about. I'm, I'm really curious about it. I don't actually remember which one of us. Cause like the production company I worked at was like six of us, five of us, whatever. And yeah. um, we, were, we had another couple of things going. And um, I think my partner, Michael was like, wouldn't it be funny if we had like Al get a fake Dave tattoo. <laughs> so that was, so for your listeners, like that's what happened was right. I had to go find a tattoo. Like, so I am, I have lots of tattoos 
And so my tattoo artist had a partner and she was really good at portraits. And so I was like, let me go talk to her. Danielle is her name and see like if she could do it. And so she tattooed fake tattooed herself on her thigh. And she's like, I think I got Dave down. <laughs> I said, no, Dave Rossi's on your thigh. Okay. <laughs> oh, but, uh, okay. I didn't know that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no. She, she's like, I think, is this good? And like, I went over there and this is before smartphones and stuff. So she's like, come by and look at this. Does this look cool? And then, um, yeah, then we set up the interview with Alan and the stuff that's not in the segment that um, is online, which is what I sent to you, Ethan, um, is that we had a whole thing with Al sitting by the pool. I don't know, Dave, do you remember this whole thing? Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember it very vividly. Uh, I remember you had Al out by the pool. Um, I think he yeah. was drinking a, like a fake drink or something. And then uh, yeah. I was and you didn't tell me why you you just told me you wanted to do something with Al with out there with me you didn't tell me anything else what was going on and i thought that was okay sure uh, that'd be kind of fun and then i just remember <laughs> <laughs> i just remember kind of al sitting out by the pool and i'm just coming out hi al and, and he kind of took it from there yeah <laughs> yeah he, it was really funny because so again behind the curtain type of thing so we go and film the stuff with al um getting your fake tattoo which was surreal because we hadn't seen each other and i don't know how long i mean it had been months right since, yeah, um, a couple months later, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I'm sitting in, in the like the limo type of thing, and I was like, okay, so here's what's gonna happen when we get to the hotel, to the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. I'm like, we're gonna you know set you down, and then you know you're you are gonna show up, and he has no idea that you're gonna be here in this in this possible way, and then uh, yeah, he just sat down. He's like, I should have like a fake drink, right? Like with a ton of fruit in it, like ridiculous Weird Al style. It was like, yeah, this should look like a cartoon. And uh, so I went to the bar and I ordered, you know, I was like, can you pineapple juice and soda water and then just jam all the fruit you can in this thing? And uh, brought it out to Al and then I got the, the word that you're on your way. And I was like, all right, well, it was time to escort you in, basically. And I'll never forget the moment you're just like okay so because you've met al before right oh yeah yeah i've met al before so yeah i kind of walked i walked you in and i'll never forget it's like a lavish beautiful like art deco hotel <laughs> and i'm like this is the most preposterous thing that i've ever done in my life <laughs> <laughs> and you were super like laughing and kind of like nervous and excited and all that and it's like oh, there's al and i saw him sitting in like a was like a like an ottoman or some kind of weird yeah, chair. like a lounge chair or something yeah, something yeah like a lounge yeah and i just remember like okay well how's out there and now you know this is very low budget stuff so we had to make you know expedite this very quickly and um <laughs> i just remember you just being like i'll just do whatever you say you know just like wherever it takes just take me in and move me and uh took you outside and then there's al sitting there with his fake drink yeah, it was it was a great moment when you sat down and you shook hands and and then I was just waiting for the reveal because I was shooting a camera at the same time because it was just two of us making right. thing. Well, so what was what was the plan with Al? Was it just like Al just reveal when you're when it feels right, or was there like a you know after five minutes do it, or what? How long were you guys chatting before the reveal? Yeah, do you remember Dave? I can't remember. Uh, I was. I just remember it was probably a couple of minutes. I don't really. You think he made some small talk or something, and then he, yeah. Yeah, you kind of like BSed a little bit, and like, yeah, like because because I mean, like you said, I said you know you guys have met before, so it's like, oh okay, hey, nice to see you again, and you shook hands, and then I'm just waiting to see your reaction because you spent time in your house 
talking about this stuff for like two days. I'm like, oh God, please let him be excited about this, please. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then Alan was just like, well, I got a little bit of uh, ink myself today earlier. And then he pulled up his sleeve and then it was like, boop, there it was. It was like, There's Dave's face on his arm. <laughs> And it was, yeah, it was a great, pretty... it was a great portrait of me too. I was very impressed. <laughs> yeah, Danielle, you did a great job. And Danielle did a wonderful job, and you guys totally surprised me. I just was not expecting that at all. So it was genuine surprise on my face. <laughs> oh yeah, your action was so funny because in the edit, we're because um, there's two cameras, and we're trying to figure out what to cut to and around and all that. And every time, like your reaction was just like on camera was so funny because we would just laugh every time. We're like, he had no idea this was coming. Like, Can you imagine that? Dave, did did any part of you think that it was a real tattoo when you saw it? Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I know Al wouldn't do wouldn't get a real tattoo, and uh, and I could tell it was it was. I think it was like a ballpoint pen or something like that, like maybe blue pen. Yeah, it was like a line drawing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, from from for for the purposes, you know, you, it looked like it looked like you know somebody could have tattooed that on you. But yeah, yeah, I, I immediately well, knew was, it was yeah fake. <laughs> yeah, well, the fun part was the ride from the tattoo place to you know at the Roosevelt where we met. I was like, I have like a fake tattoo on my arm. He's like, I don't understand. It's a weird thing, right? And he's like, and it's Dave. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? Um, but yeah, it was, he was he was just laughing the whole time. It was really nice to spend like a little bit of alone time because you know I've been a fan of his since whatever Eat It came out. I mean that was the biggest. You know, eighty. What year was that? Eighty two, eighty three. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah eighty four. Like, yeah. Oh, it was eighty four. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, I mean I did his behind the music, but I didn't do the interviews. I wrote the voiceover, and I never got to sit down with him. And oh really? Yeah, you know, here I, I yeah, and I'm alone in a limo with him. I'm like, well, I just want to tell you. <laughs> I'm a big fan. You're going to hear the same thing you've heard a million times. <laughs> but then the craziest thing was, so how this all got set up, this my, you know, intersecting back into our worlds, was I was working on a show for MTV, uh, Austin of Jackass, and uh, um, I was talking to my friend Jeff, who is one of the writers, too, and there are three of us, and I said something about Weird Al, and he was like, oh, well... I'm kind of Weird Al's assistant. And I was like, wait, what's <laughs> happening right now? And he's like, well, I kind of know who you are a little bit because you're the behind the music guy, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And so that's how we all got linked in together, all of us, and you know, for this podcast. And it was really, yeah. you know, perfect. It's really incredible. I, I, I'm really curious about how did you pitch this idea to Al and – what was his reaction? I'm curious too. I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since you were part of it. Um, so let me think. So we have this like open-ended interview with you, Dave. Right. And you know, this whole show is—I mean, basically the entire show is about people who have interesting tattoos and for different reasons. And there are a lot of very dramatic ones and like life-changing ones. And so we needed like a couple funny ones, and that's how I think we found you, Dave. Was like, well, this is interesting. I think this dude just all over the internet. Um, and so, yeah, so I think like once we filmed the initial A-roll, we were like, well, we need closure. And for some reason, we just gravitated towards like, can we just fly Dave out? And then what do we do next? Oh, well, like, you, already, you already met Al, um, you know, many times. So it's like, well, how can we make it different? And then it turned into like, what if you got a fake tattoo of Dave's face on his body? <laughs> Yeah, for idiots. 
what was Al's reaction to you asking him about a, a, getting a tattoo of me? He just, I mean, because he's such a nice guy and he's so affable and like funny and hilarious. He's like, that's a really great idea. That's weird. <laughs> and I'm like, you're weird. No, you're weird out. <laughs> yeah, because again, there was only like two or three of us working on that entire documentary special. And so, like, Al was just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm you know, I'll go with anything you guys say. And I'm just like, really? Because, like, try that with, like, Nikki Six from Motley Crue. And he'd be like, I don't know. It sounds weird. Right. He's like, <laughs> That's incredible. Thank you yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sharing that story. <laughs> Actually, when we were talking about Behind the Music, I thought this before we started recording. One of my favorite things in Behind the Music when I wrote the voiceover for that was, you know, if your listeners don't know, it's my lead by voiceover and then interview bites and stuff. One of my favorite things that I wrote and it got through at MTV and they had, they just said yes and didn't even flag it was, Al pumped his squeeze box at the tender age of 13. And I was like, there's no way this is going through. There's no way. But yeah, it was, it was no, no, but, but the thing is Al and behind the music and then I'm set in skin. He just, he just said, he's a yes. And guy, he's like, yes. And also here's another right. gift to the party. <laughs> and that's what makes him so great. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, that's what his music is too. He, it he is. Follows that path. Yeah, so there's a little side story to this. Ethan will be fascinating, and Rush will probably be interested too, that mm. while I was out there, because you guys flew me out there, a friend of mine got in touch with me and said, I'll show you around, and her name is Vicky DeVries. And at that time, one of the spots we stopped was the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame, which had been the first time I'd ever been there. Oh, and, no yeah, way. And, and so, so that was the seed. I was talking with, with Vicky and I said, you know, hey, look at all these stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. How come Al doesn't have one? And that's when Vicky and I kind of started doing research and came up with the idea for starting Weird Al Star Fund without getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So all because of really? that trip is, 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 wow. what, is what kickstarted oh. that whole campaign. Yeah. No way. Wow. Russ, you're the, the butterfly <laughs> effect for Al getting a star. <laughs> I'm, pr I'm proud and I'll be surprised. That's oh, that's amazing. fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's such an incredible story. Wow. Not only was it fun, not only did I, you know, get an, a, a great trip out to California for, for basically nothing, but I also <laughs> started a whole yeah. new chapter in my life where I was spending years trying to get Alice Star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <laughs> wow. Because of, of that trip. <laughs> That's crazy town. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Well, glad I could help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything. I was just working at MTV. But, uh... Russ, is there any way that we can get good quality versions of Behind the Music or Set and Skin? Or are we stuck with YouTube for finding these? Yeah, it's, it's pretty much online now because like, I'm in Portland, Oregon now, and you know all that stuff lives in Los Angeles. So it kind of just exists. You know, probably on tape that's turning to dust or sand right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't have any copies of it, which I would love to watch that segment again because it was so much fun. And and behind the music was so fun to watch because I to be like, oh my god, Weird Al saying the words that right. he was kind of you know <laughs> saying because that's what we did. And uh, but yeah, there's nothing as far as like you can go to YouTube and probably find clips and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I wish I wish there were. Be yeah, I mean, you did you did send me a VHS copy of the Set in Skin special, so I oh. so I still have that. 
on on VHS. So I got to find a way I can get that. Uh, I can definitely get that to you because you don't have a VHS player. Oh, I, oh, I do. <laughs> oh, you do. I do. I have a lot on VHS, so it does exist out there, and I can I can definitely get you a copy of that. Oh, that'd be great. In glorious VHS quality. A VHS oh, yeah. quality copy. <laughs> I hope it's forehead. Oh, that would be great if it's forehead. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I I haven't seen the entire segments and until like Ethan and I started talking and I started looking stuff up and I was, you know, sending you stuff. I was like, well, here's this. And you're like, yeah, I know this. And I'm like, oh my God, this is somewhere on YouTube. Like it's just <laughs> out there. It's like, oh my God. Everything is on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, it's funny. Every once in a while, somebody will, will uh, pull that up. Like I were a couple months ago, somebody pulled that up. And of course the whole office was, you know, calling me over. And <laughs> so it's still, it's, oh, I know really? it's still out there every once in a while. You know, somebody will uh, say something to me, or even a lot less frequently, but somebody will even sometimes say to me, oh, I saw you on TV yesterday. So I guess they still play it somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> crazy. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh now, Russ, I saw that there was a cartoon you wrote for uh, called Randy Cunningham, Ninth Grade Ninja, and you wrote an episode, and the title is based on a Weird Al song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I pitched that... Uh... <laughs> My Bologna, <laughs> and it's actually like it's inaccurate how much I've done on I did on that show. I did 102 episodes on Randy wow. Cunningham, but yeah, like there was a lot. There were seven of us, and we, we all lost our minds constantly every day. And I'm like, well, basically, it's like you know, like kids, I guess. I don't know. I don't have kids. It's like how oh, kids are taught how to raise something. Like here's a plant, and now it's your baby. And you know, we just came up with the idea of a, a loaf of bologna. And I'm like, well, I know the title already. <laughs> my, 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 my Bologna. And, uh, and I pitched it, and everyone was like, oh, that's great. And, you know, that's interesting and funny because we all know my Sharona. I'm like, no, it's a Weird Al song. <laughs> and, and it was for Disney, and Disney was like, they didn't even license it or anything. I don't know how that got through, but yeah, that was that was the uh, first episode, actually, that I wrote for that show. And I wrote, good God, I don't know, 35, 40 of them. But wow. you know, very variations. But yeah, that was my favorite moment. It was like, no, this is a weird hell song, you guys. You don't get it. Like, Come on, everyone. We're all the same age too. We're all in our mid to late forties. And I was like, oh, is that the weird hell song? Later, I'm like, yeah. What? Why did you think I named it that? <laughs> See, I feel like if I was writing on a TV show, I would be throwing in Weird Al like Easter eggs all over the place. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's the thing. That's the thing that's fun about, especially writing an animation and not live action. You know, in that space of my life, like five years, was like I could choose what references I wanted, and that was one of my favorite things that I pitched and went through to the network. And I was like, oh my god, I can just really, you know, I can run with Al. You know, again, like he's he's been part of my life since 1999, 2000, and just continuing that kind of wave. Right. You know, just, you know, like, oh, okay, well, I'm creative and I do stuff, so how do I get weird out into this thing? I got to ask you about this, uh, since I had more time to to prep than Dave, <laughs> since he didn't know we were talking to you. Um, you actually uh, have a documentary called One Fall, mm -hmm. and it's about uh, a local wrestling promoter. And I know Dave's way into wrestling, so I figured this would be a great oh, really? uh, topic. Yeah. Yeah, onefall.com. There's still the trailer sitting there. It took about five and a half, six years to make. It's a local promotion in Portland, Oregon. And um, yeah, and my creative partner, Carl, started filming that without knowing how to film anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, he started telling me about it. We met at a barbecue. We we're just chatting. 
that I'd already had, like, you know, setting skin and behind the music and all this experience in making docs. And he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was like, I think this, I think you're onto something. So let's talk more about this. And then, um, yeah, it took about, like I said, five and a half, six years. Um, we filmed it, we cut it, we created, you know, a one hour, nine minute documentary about wrestling. I didn't know you were into wrestling or watching it anyway, Dave. Yeah, I just, I, it's just a lot of fun, you know, <laughs> like Al. <laughs> yeah, well, I, the thing I didn't know, which you know, is that it, you know, the Northwest in America is where the birthplace of wrestling became, you know. Yeah, right. I had no idea. And so he was like pitching me, Carl is his name. And he's like, yeah, because he was really into wrestling growing up. He's like, yeah, well, you know how wrestling is the birthplace of wrestling is the Northwest. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I never watched it. <laughs> and I, I, I like your idea. And then the more we got immersed into it. So it's a character driven uh, final documentary that we're trying to get rights and clearances taken care of, which is a pain. But um, yeah, it's a story of a, a man and a woman, uh, Dan and Deb, and they have a wrestling promotion. And um, they also supplement that by having a tow truck company. And um, so basically, we're, if your car gets towed, it gets parked somewhere. They own the garage where it gets parked. And every Saturday night, all the cars get pulled out and then seats get pulled in because there's a wrestling ring <laughs> inside of the garage. So amazing. Yeah, it was it was, it was really kind of crazy. Well, no, uh, that sounds that sounds like a fascinating, just a great story. And I'm, I'm totally looking forward to seeing that, that, that. Yeah. So it is not out yet, Russ? We're still waiting. It's not out. We have some weird. So so the right and clear into those issues that we have. So the story is about their names are Dan and Deb and all the wrestlers and then there's a super fan who's insane, Big Vic, a very large man who likes <laughs> to yell a lot in the audience. Um, and then we've kind of followed their path a little bit. But what they wind up doing is, you know, it's fun times, it's sad times, and then they go to break the Guinness Book World Record for number of hours consecutively wrestled, which is 72. <laughs> so it's 72 hours that people have to be in the ring constantly. <laughs> and um, the news came out. And so, like, they can't, but, you know, so basically, we have to, the RNC is, we can't, we have to clear all the news people because we have footage of people oh. that are talking about it. On the okay. news. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a really fun movie. And it's, you know, it's a feel good or an up and down kind of thing. But it's, a, they could have been doing anything. But wrestling was like, whoa, this is insane. Like, what these people do for nothing, like, no money, nothing. Like, they just show up every Saturday night and just, <laughs> abuse themselves i love it i can't wait to see it and looking forward to uh when big vic gets a tattoo of me on his uh, arm. yes <laughs> oh, God. that's the best way to end it <laughs> and credits roll <laughs> oh i love it oh my god it's great well russ i yeah. feel like there's still so much to cover but we don't want to keep you all night thank you so much for calling in thank you for surprising dave yeah this is a great surprise <laughs> i just love because ethan uh texted me and he's like do you think dave will know who you are by name and i was like probably not no and then instantly, oh. <laughs> I know who this guy is. Ethan underestimates me. Oh, I know. Well, I mean, it was Russ who said it, not me. No. <laughs> I, tr- no, I took no, your no, word, no. Russ. It, it, was, it was a very positive experience for me. That's why I remember it so fondly. Oh, good, good. I mean, you know, in rewatching the interviews and stuff, I could see the joy in your face. And like, oh, yeah, I remember how happy we all were. Because, I mean, 
because that whole episode that whatever turned into one hour there was you know there's a lot of like, production into it but with you it was just like super fun and like it's weird out it's like well why wouldn't that be fun it's like right <laughs> right so you guys both got joy from it but from an outside person me before i even knew dave i got joy from it loving like how great of as a fan to see this fan who i've i recognize from his website on TV show about Weird Al, and then Al has a tattoo of him. Like it, before I knew Dave, I loved that, and I still love it. Wow! So it means something to you guys, but to the other fans out there, it, it means a lot just to even have Weird Al on TV. But then to have someone who represents us, the fans, also being recognized on TV, it's really yeah. cool. So yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, I get it. See if you can get more Weird Al on TV. Russ. <laughs> That's all we're asking. Yeah, I'm gonna see what I can do. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Russ, where should we check you out? I know we can get you on Twitter at Russ McGarry. And then uh, onefall.com is like we talked about the wrestling documentary. And then, um, I don't know, you can, if you want to find me and help me mow the lawn, that'd be great too. <laughs> <laughs> All that right. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I owe you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring my VHS copy of and we can uh, watch that on a old CRT uh, TV. <laughs> I got it, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Russ. Yeah. It's great to talk to you. Thanks Thank for you uh, being yeah, in on the surprise. Thanks, <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, our lives intersected, Dave, in such a strange way, but it's so appropriate with Weird Al. It's like, yeah, of course. Wow, that was so much fun. I'm so happy to talk to Russ again after all these years. Excellent surprise, Ethan. Thanks so much for putting that together. Of course, you're welcome, Dave. You know, I have a few more stories about my tattoos that did not air on Set and Skin. Also, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. I am always so interested in your tattoos. And I mean, that's really how I met you initially is, you know, I knew about your tattoos and I wanted to see them. And I remember taking pictures on my old flip phone in Verona. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was there with like my mom and I, you know, she sees me run off and talk to this weird guy and I'm like on the ground taking pictures of his feet. So it was, <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. <laughs> so it was a fun car ride home is what you're saying. Oh my God. I, I told everyone that I met Dave Rossi and they're like, who? <laughs> that's the appropriate reaction i think yeah it was weird i think i was like 16 years old and i had pictures <laughs> of your legs on my phone and i was very proud of those pictures <laughs> and now think of all these years later and you're co-hosting a podcast with the guy with the tattoos on his legs look at me now mom <laughs> So, Dave, remind me, when was Set and Skin? When did that actually come out and when was it recorded? So that aired on August 5th, 2003, and it aired on VH1. I was actually interviewed for that back in December 2002. Russ and his crew came over to my house. And then, as we mentioned in the interview, they flew me out in January 2003 to do the segment with Al in Los Angeles. Oh. So, I mean... For the stuff at your house, how long did that end up being? Well, actually, that was a full day they were at my house. And actually, they ended up coming back later for a second day because they wanted to interview the guy who did my tattoos, who actually tattooed me, Scotty Lowe. His nickname's The Flying Ace over at Shotzi's Tattoo. And he did all my portraits. That, And uh, they actually interviewed him, and he did not make the final cut. He ended up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> 
<laughs> was there anyone else that didn't make it on the uh, show? Yeah, believe it or not, they actually also interviewed. We were not dating at the time, but they also interviewed Jackie. And of course, now she's my wife. I bet that's why you guys got married. She's like, oh, well, this guy's <laughs> on TV. Uh, I gotta, <laughs> gotta marry him. They actually had a whole bunch of different other people on the show as well. I remember that. You know, Russ would call me. He'd be like, okay, this is going to be like an hour long show. Then he'd call back and he'd be like, oh, yeah, well, we got to cut it down because we got all these other segments to film. And then <laughs> every time I talked to Russ, it, it was shorter and shorter. And it wasn't his fault. It was, you know, his production company, right. VH1, was giving him the, the thing. But that's just how TV works in general. So he's like, don't, you know, be, don't worry about it. You actually have a really good segment. We actually really like you and we're going to try to feature you as much as possible. On that's there. so great. Yeah, I, I love it. I love that. I hope people who haven't seen it check it out. And those who have, go watch it again. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's so much fun. Now, this actually wasn't the first time you were interviewed about the owl tattoos. No, I was interviewed back in 2000, and it was actually aired on MSNBC. And I think this special was called MSNBC Investigates Tattoos Skin Deep. And actually, <laughs> believe it or not, they still play that every once in a while because I'll somebody will be like, I saw you on MSNBC last night. <laughs> so they're still airing 19-year-old programs uh, <laughs> on that station. I'm just surprised people are still watching MSNBC. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. But, you know, actually, I think my segment, they aired it at, like, I think the end of the first half hour of the show. I remember they came and they interviewed me in, like, I believe it was like April of 2000. And they actually came with me to a Weird Al concert in Hartford, Connecticut the next month. And they actually filmed a little bit of the concert and stuff. And they had to get all these clearances to show like this 30 second clip of you know, <laughs> the Weird Al concert and stuff. And Al actually appears in that one too as well. You know, they, uh, they hooked it up so I could talk to Al after the concert and stuff. So that's actually pretty cool. Those are the two times I've been on tv for my tattoos and both of them i got to meet al so that's it was awesome really kind of fun yeah do you have any idea how they found out that you had these tattoos or was it just from your website yeah the both of them said it was from my website they said they were just kind of looking for uh to do a special on tattoos <laughs> and they were trying to look for people who had unique tattoos and that's when they kind of <laughs> came across me i bet they went into the search engine and they just typed in weird tattoos and then yours <laughs> came up <laughs> I guarantee it. I guarantee it. <laughs> it may have been the case. I did not ask him which words they searched on. Obviously, you have Al, you have Bermuda, you have Jim, you have Steve. Yep. And you have their signatures and their portraits. But what was the actual order of getting them? Like, you didn't just sit down and get them all at once. This was like kind of a, a thing that you gradually built up. Oh, yeah. This was several years process to actually get all of them. And originally, I actually just wanted to get Weird Al's signature as a tattoo. And that was really the only tattoo I wanted to get ever. That was my first tattoo ever. And I just really said, you know, I want to get a Weird Al tattoo. And I wasn't expecting that I would end up getting the entire band and their <laughs> portraits <laughs> and have more tattoos, you know, planned for the future. Actually, I got that back in November of 1996 is when I actually got the Weird Al signature tattoo november 1996 so i was six and a half how old were you i was a young 22 year old boy wow and actually yeah <laughs> it was my first tattoo i was uh i actually went i got it in like i went to roosevelt field mall in long island i went with my friend steven and weird Al was doing a 
signing there. If you remember the CD Festa Polka from Sam Goody. Yeah, the one where Al is with Frankie Yankovic. Yeah, he's with a whole bunch of different, or there's a whole bunch of different polka stars on it. Right. It's actually a fun, fun CD. But it is. You were six and a half years old when it came out, so <laughs> I'm sure you remember it well. But of course, <laughs> I was doing a whole bunch of signings for this CD, and one of the stops was in Long Island, and we we're like, oh, we gotta go, you know. It'd be cool. And that's when I got the idea that I would get, instead of Al signing the CD, I would ask if he would sign my ankle. You know, so when we got there, Al, he kind of recognized me because I had been to a couple of concerts that year. Um, I'd seen him earlier in the summer. But I was still really nervous because I did not know how he would react. You know, right. I asked him if he would sign my <laughs> ankle, right? So I asked him, uh, you know, for his autograph and my ankle. And I told him I want to get it, you know tattooed over and i think i shocked him because he actually fell silent for like a minute (laughs) and i feel like nowadays enough people have gotten al tattoos that he's just like all right yeah okay i'll sign it (laughs) but that that was still a new thing for him it was there's maybe a handful i i mean like a few that i can think of that might have gotten their tattoo before i did but i was really at that point it wasn't like now every couple of months or every couple of weeks, you know, he'll put up another tattoo on his Instagram. Right. You know, I saw this guy after a concert or this girl after a concert and they got a weird Al tattoo. It wasn't like that back in 1996. There were very <laughs> few people who had weird Al tattoos. So this was a, yeah, right. It was a new thing to him. And I think he, he kind of asked me, you know, are you sure a couple of times, like <laughs> you really want to do this? You know, he kind of tested me a few times and I, he, then I, you know, proved him that I was serious, and then he really said okay, and he took his time, and he did a really nice autograph. And a funny thing is that uh, as he's signing it, and he signs, you know, weird Al Yankovic, and then I'm like, okay, that's perfect. He's like, nope, and he pulls my leg back, and he underlines it. Now he always <laughs> underlines Yankovic. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, that's an, gonna be some extra pain, you know in the tattoo studio (laughs) (laughs) so how did you decide on your ankle what was was it like did you discuss it with al or was it just like my ankle is where it's gonna go (laughs) it was my ankle's where it's gonna go i don't know the thing the reasoning was that since i was 22 years old i was still kind of young i didn't know what i was going to necessarily do with my life so i wanted to put it in a place that if i put on a you know, article of clothing, I could hide it. Like I didn't want to put it on my forehead you know, and, and make it so that I didn't have a, you know, I was unemployable for the rest of my life or something like that. So I wanted to, to be a little conservative with its location. It actually worked out well because like you said, then I had it, you know, it was on my outside ankle of my right leg. So it actually worked out well because of the four guys in the band where I got them, they could each take a side of the ankle. So (laughs) that wasn't, again, that wasn't prepared, but it worked out well. So I lucked out there. I picked a good spot. Actually, and I really like it on my ankles. And I've seen a lot of people since then, when they get their weird Yankovic tattoos, they get them like on their ankles or on their legs. That just seems to be... Hmm. Maybe they they just Google weird tattoo placement and then they see your website and they're like oh this works well i've had a couple people actually who have weird out tattoos come up to me and say that the reason why they placed it you know on their you know legs or on their ankles was because they saw that i had done that so you wanted it on your ankle because you could cover it up but what about your right leg versus your left leg how was that decided i don't remember i think it was just the right <laughs> <laughs> it's just 
I think it's just the right ankle is just the place I picked. I, mean, I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really, I don't think I put that much thought into which which uh, leg it would be on. I guess the right, it's just I'm I'm uh, right-handed, so I guess everything you know, <laughs> is right dominated. I love it. <laughs> so, your uh, your friend did not get any body parts signed. He just. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he, he got his best of Polka's CD signed. Okay. He did not want to get a body part signed. He he was very very happy with his best of Polka. Yeah, uh, getting signed. All right, <laughs> but he did. He he did actually. Uh, he was really nice because he did take a whole bunch of pictures for me that day. So I do have on my website weirdal.info a whole bunch of pictures from that signing, and you can actually see <laughs> you know from different angles Al signing my. Uh, <laughs> We could recreate it in uh, like a 3D printer and print your leg. We could. We could, print, we could print my leg. <laughs> okay. So as soon as it gets signed, I have to imagine you're freaking out. You're like, I need to get this tattooed before it smudges, before it wipes off, before I get sweaty. Like what happens after <laughs> you sign it? I just, I picture you like being airlifted to the tattoo shop. Like <laughs> well, actually, yeah. Cause that was in the afternoon. I don't remember what time it was, but it was in the afternoon. And I remember I took uh, Stephen back home and then I had to wait around because I had an appointment for seven o'clock at night uh, because I didn't know how long it was going to take me to get to Long Island and get back. And so I made the appointment for seven o'clock. Uh, so I had plenty of time to do it. So I'm, I'm sitting around for a while, just trying not to touch my ankle, trying not to move it, you know, make sure nothing, make sure it doesn't get splashed with water, you know, that kind of stuff. Were you wearing socks? Uh, like, did you like not put your sock back on? No, I don't think I put my socks back on. I, I think I, I, I made sure, made sure there was no way this was going to get affected. Because one thing I did is when I called the tattoo studio, this was a, the guy there, his name was Gary, who actually did my tattoo. Gary did the signature and he knew that this was my first tattoo and he knew that once I actually can told him what I wanted, he understood that I wanted it tattooed exactly as Al had put it on my leg. So he took right. really good care to ink it exactly as it was signed. <laughs> so I didn't want to, I didn't want to change anything about it. Like I didn't want it to be accidentally smudged or, you know, anything like that. Right. Cause I knew he was, he, he knew that he had to tattoo exactly what was on my leg. <laughs> So I want to know, like, was there any point in the tattoo process where you're actually at the shop and there's actual like ink going into your leg that you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, was there any like second thoughts? No, no, there really wasn't. Wow. I was really, I really knew that this was something I wanted to get. How long had you wanted to get that? Or was it just literally when you heard he was coming to do that signing, you're like, oh, this, this is my chance. Sometime that summer, I think I decided that I wanted to get a tattoo because I had gotten a couple things signed by Al and I was just trying to figure out what is it that I really, you know, want to get signed from Al. And I was like, you know what, there's one thing that basically <laughs> I can get signed that, you know, can never get lost or destroyed or anything like that. You know, and that's my body. Right. right. <laughs> so that was my choice. And, and I really I thought about it for a while. You know, I made it. I but I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So I had no second thoughts about it at all. That's so cool. Still, even to this day, no second thoughts about it. Okay. So you get the tattoo, the guy, Gary, you said he did a good job. I mean, obviously he did a good, a good job, but <laughs> you, you even compared pictures of the signature versus the actual final tattoo. Oh yeah. It's spot on. He knew he, he's a good guy. He's a great tattoo artist. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, how long did it take Gary to put the tattoo 
on. I feel like it was about 45 minutes it took him to do that tattoo. And like he really took be was careful to make sure it matched exactly. So he knew it was going to take a while. I think he was a little confused actually when I first called him and was like, here's what I want. I want a, someone's signature on my ankle. Can you tattoo it over? And he's like, you want my signature on your ankle? Why do you want that? <laughs> <laughs> so it took me a little while to actually get him to understand what I wanted. And then he's like, you know what? Just come in with what you want on your ankle. I will tattoo it. So... <laughs> So it took him 45 minutes. How long did it take Al to write his signature? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It took him maybe close to a minute to write his signature. He really took oh, wow. time to write okay. it out. Yeah, he, it, it was, he really knew that he really, once he realized I was serious, he knew this was going to be permanent. So he actually took his time to write it out, which was amazing because there was a long line of people that yeah. were just trying to get their CD signed <laughs> and meet Al, get pictures with him and stuff. So the fact that he, you know, he held up the line to do that, I thought was really nice. <laughs> I can just picture the people behind you in line, not knowing that you're getting a tattoo. And they're like, why is Al signing this guy's ankle for like... <laughs> A minute. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> so, are do you still know Gary? You know, did you ever see him again? Yeah, Gary still works there. He's uh, he actually owns the tattoo studio now. At the time, he wasn't the owner; he was just one of the guys working there. He actually owns it now. I still stop in every once in a while. And actually, I stopped in not that long ago, and I found out I was talking to Gary. He recognizes me the moment I come in, <laughs> and as as do as do a lot of people in the tattoo uh, studio because I had such a unique story. It was actually kind of funny because uh, while I was getting tattooed, a lot of the other guys came in. And and were like joking around and because they wanted to see what was going on yeah you know so i think one of them came in and said hey weird al's on the phone he wants to know if he can get a dave rossi signature <laughs> tattooed on his leg you know things like that so it's just a it was just a fun experience and overall but gary still recognizes you know when i come in and stuff and i was talking to him one of the last times i was in there not only is my tattoo in his portfolio but in his portfolio, he has a tattoo that he did on Lady Gaga before she was famous. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's like, when he, he told me the story how, like, before Lady Gaga was Lady Gaga, she came in and she uh, wanted a tattoo. And years later, you know, they found out that it was Lady Gaga because he's like, I recognize that tattoo. I did that tattoo. It's, uh, I think it's like the peace sign she has on her wrist. Oh, cool. And uh, so they ended up going back through their archives and they found the sheet of paper where she signed, you know, giving them permission to do it and stuff. And they have now it framed up in their shop. So that is cool. cool. I yeah. wonder if when she was, you know, trying to decide on an artist, if she saw your tattoo in his portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You never know. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so obviously you have more than just Al's signature. So I would just love a little bit of an overview of, you know, what's, what other, what are the, you know, backgrounds of the portraits and the other signatures? Oh, sure. So... In 1997 is when I got my Weird Al uh, portrait. And actually, I've been thinking about it for a while. And once you get, like, your first tattoo, I don't know if you have any tattoos, Ethan, but once you get your first tattoo, they become like, addictive. So you want another one. I've heard that. Yeah, I don't have any, but I've, I've definitely heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, so I've had, so I had my, my signature for a little under a year at this point, and I was like, I just need to add something to it. I love it. But it just needs a little bit more. And I thought, I'm going to get a portrait of it. And I actually took a picture of Al at the Sam Goody signing. And I used that as the basis for my portrait. I'll admit it. I'm not a great photographer. It's not the best <laughs> photo of Al available. 
but I wanted something unique that only I had. And I just remember that picture I loved for the longest time just because Al was talking to another woman in line and he had this smile on his face like she must have told him something and he just was genuinely, you know, Al is genuinely happy when you tell him something that really touches him. Yeah. And that was the look in that picture I could tell. So that's the picture I wanted tattooed on me. I brought it in to the shop and I said, can I get this portrait? And Gary's like, I don't do portraits, but we got this great guy here who does portraits. His name is Scotty. You know, he'll take care of you. And Scotty did an amazing job with it. And he, I said, it's not the greatest picture. He said, don't worry, I'll make it look excellent. And he made it look exactly like the picture. I loved it so much. Um, he even put like the details in Al's Hawaiian shirt. Like, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, when you get to the Hawaiian shirt, just do whatever. He's like, nope, I'm going to do exactly like in the portrait. So That's he did so that. Cool. It was a lot of fun. Have you seen Al wear that shirt again? Because that would be a cool thing for your collection. That shirt Al is wearing in your tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I must have seen him wear that shirt in the again. But I mean, that again was 1996. So he, I don't know if he still has that shirt. If he does and he wants to get rid of it, uh, I'll definitely take it for my collection. But the interesting thing is the glasses that he is wearing in that picture and on my tattoo are the Amish Paradise glasses. Really? And the actual Amish Paradise glasses that I own as part of my collection. Wow, I never knew that. Yeah. That's so cool. After he filmed the Amish Paradise video, he liked the glasses design so much, he had them actually made up that design with his prescription in it. And those are the glasses that, <laughs> that I own. That's so cool. So I actually own the glasses that I have tattooed on me. <laughs> <laughs> Just need the shirt. <laughs> Not the Hawaiian shirt. I, if Al has it and he wants to give it to me. If you're listening, Al. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> when did Al actually see your tattoo? So it wasn't until Alcon 98 that I first got to show Al the tattoo. And I didn't even know Al was going to be there because... Al was not advertised to be at Alcon 98. He was a surprise. So, Well, good thing you brought it with you, Dave. <laughs> I know. I'm glad, I'm glad I packed it. Because that was when I first got to show Al. I remember his comments were, wow, and so much detail, and I'm still amazed. So he was really surprised to see it. Another interesting fact about Alcon 98, that is when I had John Bermuda Schwartz sign my ankle to get the next tattoo. I oh, wow. So it went Al, then Bermuda. Then how did it go? Well, then I got Bermuda to sign my ankle at Alcon, and he uh, signed it in a blue Sharpie. And I flew back to New Jersey, and both Gary and Scotty were busy. So there was another gentleman there named Kerry who would tattoo me. He actually had done another uh, uh, not Al-related tattoo on me earlier. So Kerry said, I'll, I'll link it over for you. And I said, oh, can I have it in blue? And he's like, it's not going to translate well in blue. Just get it done in black. So that's why I have a black John Bermuda Schwartz signature on my leg and not a blue one. I trust Carrie. Yeah, I think he made the right choice. And then actually the next thing I decided was that I would get a portrait of John. And at that point, I when I had also decided I was going to get the entire band if they were up for it. Um, but I didn't couldn't find a really good portrait of John that I like. So I emailed him and I asked him, hey, you know, do you have any pictures that you would be fine with me getting tattooed on? And he sent me four amazing pictures <laughs> to choose from. And then for several months, I kind of poured over those pictures and eventually I settled on one of them. And that's the one I have. Oh, nice. And do you know what the story was on that picture? Yeah, I think it's just a picture he took uh, backstage with a few of his friends. Oh, OK. 
he went through all his portraits and he found ones that he liked of himself, which made it extra special that, you know, this right. picture came from Bermuda himself and that he really <laughs> liked it, you know. Yeah, because you don't want to put, like, a picture where he's like, oh, I don't like the angle on that one. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, okay, so when did John actually get to see the tattoo? So this was the first show on Running With Scissors, uh, July 19th, 1999, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, is when John first got to see the tattoo uh, in person for the first time. And he was uh, pleased with it. And he did joke that he said, I wish you'd had some more hair to it. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) he did enjoy it very much. He's very pleased with it. And after the show, I actually got to show Al the tattoo I got of John for the first time as well. And Al got a big kick out of it, too, when he was just laughing about it and, uh, you know, a good laugh about it. You know, and then actually John also introduced me that day to Jay Levy, who's, of course, Al's manager. And he showed Jay Levy the tattoos of both of us as well. And John said that Jay was blown away when he saw the tattoos. Oh, that's so great. I bet Jay is like, hey, where's Dave's Jay tattoo? (laughs) exactly well you know what so in this uh in this interesting chain of events that july 19th concert was also the concert where i got jim west to sign my ankle i love that that it just like you know each step of the way you uh take another puzzle piece (laughs) yeah so i didn't really at the time know jim and Steve, as well as I knew Bermuda and had been talking to Al after the concerts and stuff. So I didn't really know Jim and Steve as well. So I was a little bit nervous about what they might say. Uh, emailed... <laughs> they might just slap you and be like, right. Cause they're like, who is this guy? You know, <laughs> did they know who I was? You know, you right. Is this just this weirdo who just wants to get a, my tattoo? But I had uh, actually traded emails with Jim cause he had just come out with his CD coconut hat and I had really enjoyed it, and I was emailing back and forth with him, and I brought it up, you know, would he mind if I got the, his signature and portrait, and he was okay with it, and so we made arrangements to meet up in Green Bay uh, to get it signed. I was a little worried I might not see Jim, but I made the tattoo appointment anyway for the okay. next day, so I was like, I gotta find him somehow, I'm, you know, in for this tattoo appointment, so he did sign it. He actually signed my ankle twice because he did not like the first signature he did. So I said, well, I've got another blank ankle on the other side of the leg. A blank Why don't you try that? <laughs> Very good. On the other side of the leg. I've got four blankles. <laughs> okay. So he signed both. And then so he signed both and then he looked and he and he liked the one that was on the inside ankle on my left uh, inside ankle the best. So that's the one I (laughs) tattooed over. Were were you a little bummed because you had planned for the other one? Well, actually, yeah, I I was thinking Well, I wasn't bummed. I just thought it would be, you know, uh, I would put Jim on the outside for no real reason. Just just that's the way it was. Yeah. And so, you know, it was like, okay, you just changed my plans, but you know, it's okay. (laughs) I I got an authentic Jim West signature. It actually took me a while to find a picture of Jim that I really liked. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get Jim's portrait next. I actually got Steve's signature next. But you only had one blankle left, so he had to (laughs) do it perfect. (laughs) Yeah, and actually, I didn't really plan on getting Steve's signature so soon after, but exactly one week after I got Jim's autograph and signed on, I met up with Steve J and I got his uh, tattoo. Oh, wow. So it was like you didn't expect to see him, but you just did, so you're like, let's just do it. Yeah, so actually, I didn't have a chance to really prompt him or anything about it, so this was like 
in person, I was like, hey, you know, I actually showed him my portraits of Al and uh, John. And I showed him, you know, I say, I just got this last week. I just got Jim to sign my ankle. At that point, he kind of put two and two together. I was like, oh, wait a minute. You're going to ask me to sign your other <laughs> ankle, your blankle. And I'm like, yeah. So at that point, he had this huge grin on his face. And he just was so happy to do it. And I was like, are you sure? He's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, he wanted to do it so bad. And the entire time, he's got this huge grin on his face. He was just really thrilled to do it. Yeah, so the next day, I went and I had wasn't planning on it so I hadn't made a tattoo appointment so I just went up to the studio and I was like or I called the studio and I was like hey you know it's the guy with all the weird owl signatures <laughs> can you I got another one can you squeeze me in and Gary's like I'll do it so Gary <laughs> said I don't really have any openings but but I love you so much I'll do it you know so Gary squeezed me in the next day I got it inked on all right so you got Steve's signature then you still had the two portraits left yes I still had to find pictures for Steve and pictures for Jim I did look on the internet and I did narrow it down to I think two pictures for Steve and I went back and forth on several of them and I ended up finding one on a website that I liked and I don't remember unfortunately I don't remember which website it was but I ended up emailing the uh, webmaster and I was like hey there's this picture of Steve J you've got on your website I really like it I want to get it tattooed are you cool with it and he's like sure go for it so cool. I uh so I got the picture of Steve off of a website and then actually had been looking at the pictures of Jim and I had a whole bunch saved on my hard drive and I found, uh, as I was looking through them again, I found one. I'm like, oh, this is the one as soon as I saw it. So I don't know why I passed it over the first time, but then I saw it the second time. I was like, this is the one I want. It actually turned out to be another picture I found on a website. I went to the website owner. I said, are you cool with this? And she was fine with it. So cool. that's where I got the Jim picture as well. So Al's signature was first and Jim Portrait was last. Yes. You just have the eight Weird Al tattoos. At the moment, I just have eight Weird Al tattoos. Oh, so you've got some plans? I do have some plans. Can you discuss them or is that top secret? Well, I don't know that they're... I don't know if I'm ready to have them formalized yet, but I do want to get a tattoo that commemorates the Weird Al star. So that is probably going to be my next one. Well, speaking of the star, I remember at... The after party for the star ceremony, of course, Steve J was there with his band and he posed with your ankle like in a bunch of pictures. It was so much fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every time Steve sees me, he asks to see my tattoo. He just absolutely he's the most excited about being tattooed on for sure. You know, actually, after the uh, Radio City Music Hall concert, he actually I ran into Steve again. And he was there with his entire family, and he made me show everybody <laughs> in his family, all his his sons and their you know their girlfriends and wives, and you know his wife and everybody just like you got to show you got to show me your tattoos. Um, and everyone's just like, oh, I can't believe they're going. I can't believe Dad, you're a tattoo and stuff. It was really it was really really cool. But Steve's always been absolutely amazing. He always loves loves just seeing me and seeing his portrait on my ankle you told me this great story about he actually drew on your legs after the fact oh yeah that is a fun story so this was in 2008 at scranton pennsylvania the day before my birthday july 23rd actually oh and (laughs) we were at the concert and we're just hanging out in front of the venue and all the guys in the band were just hanging out there and it really was a casual thing and then steve just 
all of a sudden he just starts like he wants to see my tattoo of course yeah <laughs> he had a sharpie or somebody handed him a sharpie or something and he just started drawing on my tattoo <laughs> so he gave himself this this mustache and a little soul patch you know in a sharpie right so it was fun he was having a blast bermuda was kind of there too and he's looking over he's like finally give me some of that long flowing hair that i've wanted you to tattoo on there for years <laughs> so bermuda starts drawing on my ankle and he starts giving himself long flowing hair <laughs> And then they're like, oh, we got to get Jim in on this. So Jim, come over here. So Jim's like, oh, this is great. So Jim draws on his portrait and he gives himself these like dark sunglasses. And then he comes back and he gives himself like these Elvis sideburns and stuff. (laughs) And then Steve was just having such a blast with this. He's like, I got to get Al to draw something on his tattoo. And I'm like, don't bother Al. He's on the bus already. You know, he's like, no, no, no. So he's dragging me. He's like dragging me like to the bus, like pulling me as hard as he can, you know, just to get over the bus and he goes, he goes, hang on. He goes on the bus and like he, he's on the bus for a couple minutes and I'm just standing there like, I don't know what to do, you know, outside the bus. And then finally he comes out with Al and, and you can tell Al's like, what, what's going on? What do you want, Steve? You know? <laughs> and so Steve's trying to explain to Al what he wants to happen. And finally Al's like, all right, he sits down on the steps of the bus. He's like, give me your, give me your ankle. And so he looks at it. And he he was nice. And he actually drew uh, some sunglasses. He gave himself thick eyebrows. (laughs) And he gave himself this really angry looking mouth. (laughs) So Steve was thrilled. And I'm like, thank you, Al, for humoring Steve. And he's like, ah, it's just Steve, (laughs) you know. And so he goes on the back on the bus. But it was such a fun day because I was just started out with Steve just having fun with a Sharpie. And I ended up everybody in the band just just. Giving themselves a tattoo makeover. It was really cool. And those pictures are on your website. They are. They are. They're also on my website as well, weirdout.info. I have a whole section on my website about the tattoos. You can read the entire stories. You can see pictures. You can see pictures of the guys with the tattoos and everything. They're they're really uh, – I just – I documented as much as possible with the tattoos on my website. I love it. Well, Dave, thank you for sharing all those amazing stories about your tattoos I could hear about them for hours. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, Ethan. Anytime we want to talk about my tattoos, we can talk about Let's my Let's talk tattoos. about them again right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got so many more stories that I want to tell you about my tattoos. <laughs> I am sure that we will talk about This is not the last time we're going to talk about your tattoos. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I really want to thank Russ for being such an amazing sport and participating and surprising me, genuinely surprising me for being a guest on our podcast. Yeah. And of course, UH Jeff for the hookup. Yeah. We also want to thank all of our listeners, especially those who subscribe. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe. It really means a lot to us. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you can stream podcasts. Including Atari 2600 cartridges. (laughs) You can also check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're at 2000inch, and we are at 2000inch.com. You can check that out and see all of our back episodes there as well. We also have a Facebook group where you can join in on the lively discussions we have about our episodes, and you can see exclusive pictures from myself and Ethan, including pictures of the guys and their tattoos. Hey, do you have a Weird Al tattoo? Send it to us. Use the hashtag 2000inch. We'd love to see them. We love checking out people's Weird Al tattoos. And also, don't forget, you can call us on the official Dave and Ethan's 2000inch Weird Al podcast hotline at the number, yes, it's real, 347-SPATULA. And we may even play it 
on the air. And that number is, of course, 347-772-8852. 347-SPATULA. Check out our Strings Attached bonus centimeter episodes and also check out a brand new full episode every Wednesday. Yeah, so this was the 26-inch episode. So uh, what's next week? 26 and a half? I think we're done. I don't think we're doing it anymore. <laughs> that was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 26-inch. I was like, I have like a fake tattoo on my arm. And it's Dave.